What's going on everybody? I shouldn't do the clap. We're going to restart. <laughs> What's going on everybody? Welcome to the Higher Purpose Podcast, episode 13 live from the Legacy Fitness Club. I'm Chris Workman here alongside... Brennan Feta. How are we doing gang? Lucky number 13. Yes, we've made it to 13 whole episodes. What an accomplishment, right? What an well, accomplishment. I was thinking about the other day, I was looking back on like 2021 and I was like, you know, a lot of dreams were accomplished but I was like... We're on a podcast too. We started a podcast. Like that's yeah. sick. Yeah, dude. No, we've that been was on... always a, a dream of of mine, and this yeah. is super cool that we're doing this. I know. There's been so much like craziness happening in life that it's like kind of been on. It can sometimes seem like it's on the back burner, but it's just like we've we've still been consistent yeah, with it. Absolutely. Like we fucking uh, we definitely made the most of it, bro. And then obviously so many more topics and things to discuss, but we haven't even uh, we haven't even broken from the. Uh, whatever that phrase is, like we haven't made a dent yet or something. No, no, yeah. the, the topics are really endless and we have a lot of guests that we, even that have been coming to mind for me, like friends of mine that I'm like, wow, we should really add it on the podcast. Oh, yeah. um, and topics that we can cover. Um, as always, we'd love to hear from you guys if there's anything people want to hear in particular. Um, we'd be more than happy to talk, and talk about it. Ooh, speaking of talking. <laughs> um, but let's introduce today's uh, podcast topic, which is going to be um running marathons yeah running marathons. so i i don't know if all of our viewers know but brandon actually has ran a marathon before yeah I he's did. crazy like that <laughs> i did run a marathon this is in august uh it was the sri chinmoy marathon it's uh it was like um sri chinmoy was like this uh indian Indian runner and it's like this very like spiritual race and we can get into how I how I found found it and the conditions of that race but it was the uh, the first marathon I've I've ever done um, it was is gruesome it's uh it was a long journey to do it but uh, yeah it was uh, it was wild and I learned so much about the process just from uh, from experiencing it firsthand really it it's one of those things that like you can do your research and. But until you're training and you're in it, like it's you're gonna learn a lot just from doing yeah, it. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Take us back to when when did running become a hobby? How or how did where did this all stem from? So like, sure. was running a hobby for you prior? Was it a goal that you always had? Was was this a dream? Was yeah. So I'll, yeah, I'll I'll take it back from the beginning, man. So. Pretty much, my dad has always been really big into uh, endurance type. My dad's been an incredible athlete. So my dad was a uh, professional soccer player in uh, Germany um, in his 20s, and he's just been an insane athlete. But so as I've been growing up, my dad has been, he's been super, he's been a great role model watching him like exercise. And he brought exercise and working out like, super commonplace in my family like vacations like we're always going on runs like always working out watching him like uh, run swim cycle um, playing tennis as I was growing up it was super normal and so it's funny I was thinking about it so running from a young age I would go on runs with my dad and so would my sister and on a vacation we had a condo in Cocoa Beach and I just remember doing this very vividly. I was younger, probably like, I don't know, probably like nine, 10, somewhere in there. And two and a half miles from where we would set up on the beach was a pier. And it was always, my dad would always go on these runs to the pier and back, so it was always like five mile runs. And I just remember being a little kid 
and trying to get to the pier like with my dad and keep up with him and I never could and every single time when I went on vacation I would give it a shot and I would give it a shot and I just I never thought I would be able to actually make it to the pier first off just the pier so two and a half miles continuously running let alone back um, one time I finally I finally did it like I finally did it and I just remember this like sense of sense of joy and accomplishment that it happened from finally making it to this well, I'm, pier I'm on the beach. it's on the beach, on the beach yeah, yeah. that's not an easy task right? yeah. the beach is a little bit harder yeah no for sure but it was always it's the best place to run for sure because the sand isn't too like powdery like you have some footing there but I just remember on vacation always trying to hit that when I was younger but I digress with that specific example Coming home, uh, I mean, like living at home growing up, I would go on runs, um, just like around the neighborhoods, and do. Then eventually, through the uh, as I would like venture out a little bit more, I'd run from my house uh, through like some trails in the Pine Bush Preserve, which right. have some awesome running trails. I'd run to DiCaprio Park, which would be like five miles. So like running was always. I always would just kind of run, not necessarily super consistently, but if I wanted to get a, like a workout or, or get some exercise, I would go on a run. But so what happened with really getting to running seriously, I was living in Atlanta and COVID happened. Okay. And so my gym closed in Atlanta. So the only thing I was doing for working out was I had a pull-up and chin-up bar in my little apartment. I would just do push-ups, a lot of core stuff, and I would go to the park, Piedmont Park, uh, which is like the central park of Atlanta, essentially. Um, and I and I just started running because the gyms were closed, right. and I had to adapt somehow because I wasn't not going to exercise. Like exercise is just I've always had to right. exercise, um, and so I would just run, and then I just like push the limits a little bit, push the limits a little bit, and I eventually made it in Atlanta. I made it to 15 miles. Wow. I ran 15 miles. Just for leisure. Just just for exercise. Right. Yeah, just for exercise. I remember listening to, um, I still wasn't really listening to like podcasts or audiobooks then. I was listening, I remember, I think that those specific times, I listened to like Big Booty Mix, like like, a yes, two, like yes. one two, or two of them at a time or something. Each one's like an hour long. But so I made it to 15 miles and I was like, well, first up, when I did a half, I was like, holy shit, like I did a half marathon, 13 miles. Right. And then I was like, can I do more? And I pushed it and I hit 15 miles. And I was like, what made you decide to stop at 15? Where it was like, you're like, that's a nice number. I'm hungry. I'm tired. By the this time you hit, so, so at 15, <laughs> this is getting boring, running for hours. Yeah. So, uh, dude, so 15 miles at that point I had, was not including any nutrition like protocol at all with the running this is like coming off of like just the average day of eating and actually it's probably less than average because when i was in atlanta i was experimenting with all kinds of stupid shit to like lose weight like i was doing keto i was doing keto in atlanta so i didn't even have any carbs and i was running up to fucking 15 miles with no energy nothing i actually ended up um you ended up in the hospital at that no <laughs> i ended up actually um, I, I ended up actually hurting hurting my knee i got runner's knee actually from running so much so i uh so i stopped but when i did when i finally hit the 15 i was like 
If I can do 15, I can definitely do a marathon. Yeah, absolutely. At that point, At I would have been. Yeah, exactly. So I got, so I downloaded this app to follow. And of course, like as soon as I started to train for the marathon, after I hit the 15, my knee was just really bad with runner's knee. And like, it, it was really painful to run actually. So I just stopped running for like three or four months there. Really? For a long What's time. runner? Is that like a tendonitis? Yeah, exactly. It's okay. like uh, patellar tendonitis. It's, um, it's really brutal. Like it can be a really brutal. It was super, it was just, yeah, it was tough. I actually had it in both, both knees. So I just stopped running for a while there. It took a lot of time off, but, um, yeah, thinking back, dude, from what I learned so much about the nutrition aspects that you include when you're training for a marathon, it's like unbelievable to me that I was able to make it 15 miles without even eating carbs, right. uh, let alone carbs, let alone any of the other type of nutrition, uh, like stuff that is marathoners included in endurance, long distance uh, athletes include in their training and everything. So yeah, it's pretty, pretty wild. So after that, you, you were saying downloaded an app yeah yeah, yeah. I, I download this app so there's like these uh there's like nike apps that help with marathons the one i downloaded was run with hal um it's like you pay pay for like a month you put like the date of when you the marathon is and it gives you like training protocol for how many um like what how many miles to run each day because it kind of it kind of like pyramids you right like it's not it's like a periodization thing. it's not exactly yeah it, it's not just like oh i'm gonna run a little bit more every single day until yeah i feel good with running yeah like it's yeah, yeah no the, yeah no there's definitely a periodization with it and it's actually funny because um you you start off uh so usually you have one day a week that's like your very like long run so i would always put my long run on like a sunday or something because i was like working and stuff during the week um, and then throughout the week, it's usually like, probably like maybe, depends on the week, but usually like four, three to four days a week is when you're actually running. Sunday was my long run. And then um, as you get closer to the marathon, what they actually suggest, and I learned, I didn't know this, is is within like two weeks of it, a week or two, you actually start tapering off your long runs. So you get to your longest run, like training for a marathon, the longest run I ever did was 20 miles. Um, and that was maybe, well, I condensed training for my marathon into a very quick time, like six weeks or something, <laughs> but like most people take months to train right. and like, so it would have been like maybe three weeks out that I would have hit like that 23, yeah, probably three weeks and then taper off. And because the science behind that is actually that your fitness will go down by not, um, by not like progressing each time but you're going to be so much more recovered and not have as much fatigue so even though your fitness your cardio like vascular fitness may be right. down your since you're recovered and you're not nearly as fatigued it's as if you've reclaimed that fitness and it ends up helping in the long run if okay. that makes sense yeah no no absolutely um, do you, do you, what's the fatigue like after somebody like a 20 mile run? Like, are you feeling pretty beat up the next day or? Dude, so yeah, I mean the first, the first time I hit 18 to 20 miles. So this is the thing too that's super funny because I, I said to Chris earlier and I was telling a lot of people this at the time. I was like, yeah, I decided to, um, and I decided to do my real marathon much later on after I had done that 15 right. initially. It was like maybe like a year or something. It wasn't like directly after, obviously I had my injuries and things happened, but um, once I 
it's funny for me to think about saying like, oh, I can, did 15, now I can do a marathon, because there is such a fucking big difference between 15 miles and 26.2. Like, it's crazy. Like, it, it's just such a huge gap. Um, but yeah, dude, running after, like, obviously it depends, like, how, like anything, it becomes a skill. You get better at it. It gets easier to have that wear and tear, but... Right. And yet, like, depending on, like, how much rest you're getting, there's so much factors. But, yeah, after running 18 to 20 miles, like, you're pretty, like, you're pretty banged up. At least I was. Like, I was pretty banged up. Is that your legs? Where are you feeling it? Yeah. Your arms, even? Yeah, no. No, yeah, dude, definitely actually thinking about it. Definitely your legs. Even my upper back, actually thinking about it from like when you're doing that motion for so long and my arms would get like stuck here yeah. and I'd have to like let my arms hang down a little I, bit. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so your upper back, my hips are also, I've had issues with my hips, so my hips absolutely like screaming after those long runs. And I'm not making it sound like terrible, but there's obviously a reason why I wanted to sign up for a marathon. I genuinely... There's a reason that not everybody runs a marathon too. It's yeah. Not, if it was easy, yeah. we wouldn't be talking about it, you know? Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, man, so it depends obviously like on so many different variables as to like how like the aftermath is of running that much, but like... It can be it can be gruesome. Yeah, you can be in like pretty laid up for like two like two three days like a while. Right. Like, not trying. And to I remember anything. you weight trained pretty much consistently up to it. Too. Yeah, I was weight. I was lifting about three days a week while I was also uh, training. That's right. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was doing the push pull legs. Yeah, because this was the time we were in the garage. Right. I was doing three days a week strength training. Um, but it's also interesting because at this time it's such a such a long learning process because why the marathon also worked well for me at the time was because I was like well I'm trying to like lose fat right now like I'm trying to lose weight so I'll so this will be cool because I'll increase my runs like I'll I'll do more cardio by running but so like oh and I'll just mix in the marathon but then you have to figure out this balance between what's because you're gonna have to fuel yourself with more right. calories and able to run but then you're thinking like why am i eating more if i'm trying to lose weight so like it was this like battle initially right. in my head of like trying to find the balance and i was like well all right so what am i doing here am i trying to lose weight am i going for performance here like i had to figure out this balance of like like what was like an adequate amount of calories i could have well, still, if you're low cal. I mean, that's gonna make you suffer even harder. Yeah. Recovery go down. Absolutely. I mean, and you and dude, as obviously this is my first time experimenting, figuring shit out. Like you saw me like trying to like deadlift. My deadlift was so bad. Like it was, I had no energy. No strength. Yeah. No, it was. I was depleted. depleted. Yeah, yeah, I was depleted as hell trying to like deadlift. I could hardly like 300 get. Three hundred pounds. Yeah, three fifteen yeah. was. It was a struggle for sure. So. Um, yeah, there was just so many different things, and I actually, I had to, I was uh, joking with Chris before, I literally had to type out some of the nutrition stuff that, like, I ended up having to learn about and include in my running, because there was so many different, there's so many different things that I had to learn to integrate and add in order to do the marathon, right. um, and I'll just, like, run through, I'll just run through, essentially, what, like, how I trained and, like, what I, um, like what what I had to learn to include and able to do it successfully. So like, I would. So first off, I got this um, handheld water bottle. 
So I would fill, I would only use the handheld water bottle and fill it with like pre-workout if I was eight miles or less. So I would run eight miles or less, I would just have this handheld water bottle. Eight miles and up, I got this like camelback type backpack. Um, that first I would just do water and then the handheld water bottle together. But then I ended up getting this um, good shout out Jake Morello. I got a <laughs> G1M Sport which is a bear performance supplement that's essentially, and I did write this to even remember it, it's a like a cluster dextrin, so it's like the carb load. So it, it carb loads your muscles um, with glycogen, and that's what you utilize for energy. So I would throw that in my pack, have my pre-workout water bottle, and then as I started learning more and more and getting later and later to the races, I would have take salt pills every hour, two salt pills every hour because that would Do you know stop. How many grams that was? Damn it! I wait. I'm sorry. No, no, that's a, no, that, no. That's, that's a great. Right. It's a great question. Um, fuck. On the top of my head, I do not remember, but I remember. I remember. I remember. I had my reason at the time. It's just it's been a while since I've had to use them. Um, but well, you're replacing electrolytes. We, yeah, you need that. Exactly. Yeah. So I'd replace the electrolytes with the salt pills, and also uh, like it stopped cramping. So I'd take those every hour. I would take, um, and then I would take energy gels or uh, energy gummies every hour as well on top of it, which would also have carbs and um, and caffeine sources like in there to just keep on going. Um, so yeah, it was it was pretty extreme learning like how to fuel yourself properly like for like this type of long, long race. Right. Um, and then it was funny actually the race itself they were passing around seaweed, they were passing around seaweed because it has so much sodium in it for people to have. Um, to, like and, suck on. Yeah, like you know you'd eat it, and I tried it. I was passing around, and it was Ugh. dog shit. It tasted so bad. Um, I was like, this is disgusting. Now, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I don't know how much, how much water was in like your camelback. Like, would you pack? I think it was, um, and did you wear it during the marathon? So that's a great question. So I think it was around one to two liters of water. So one to two liters is still a liter is going to be about two pounds. And yeah. Two liters are about, so you're adding some weight too. To, like, yeah. Carry, like you're, that's yeah, so you're adding... It was like a weighted vest. Yeah, it, it wasn't like nothing I know crazy. It's, but I know yeah. it's not extreme, but if but you're yeah. looking for those little details... Sure. ...performance-wise... No, no, that... You were looking to yeah. survive. Yeah, no, yeah. I was going to survive. That's, and that, these, these are all good questions. Um, I, uh, the pack. So I didn't really know since I'd never done a marathon whether I was going to use the pack or not. So I brought it. This is fun. this is just kind of the shitstorm that this marathon was ended up being, and we'll get into all of that later. But when I got to the hotel, um, I went to fill up my pack, and I think it had maybe been because remember I said I was tapered off those long runs a little right. bit the last two weeks. Well, it was filled with mold. My pack was. <laughs> Filled with the, mold. Clustered Exactly. Yeah. So it grew some bacteria. I tried to uh, initially like still do it, and then I was like, 
fuck this. I'm yeah. not doing this. No. This is disgusting. The pack was filled with mold. I found out the morning of like the marathon trying to check it in. So this is a shit storm. Like I said, this is my first one figuring things out. So did not end up using the pack of the I wouldn't have done it either. Uh, the morning of. Um, but uh, also, what else also happened on this marathon? So just like to re kind of rewind a little bit, getting ready for the marathon. So the I was kind of just like on a I was on like a, a different I was on a war path during this this time in my life. So the the whole and I'm gonna kind of backtrack a little bit. The reason why I decided to do the marathon was one I was. I had just read the book Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins, and you cannot read that book and not be fired up to change your life. As soon as I read that book, I signed up for the marathon, because it was something that I wanted to always do, like I said, when I was in Atlanta and I ran the 15 miles, but so fast forward um, about a year and a half. It was about a year and a half since I had run that um, 15 miles. So, but the marathon, and that was when I initially wanted to. Right. So it was still in the back of my head that I always wanted to run the marathon. And then I read It Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. And I knew I was signed up for that marathon. And I've said this over and over that like no matter what, I was going to crawl to the end of the finish line because <laughs> I was so hyped up from that book, reading the book. And then I would train those long distance runs with... Um, uh, by listening to the audiobook. But so I ended up signing up for the marathon, but I also signed up for a triathlon, which was my first ever triathlon that I did on uh, two days before the marathon. So yeah, I did the triathlon, <laughs> my first triathlon, which was only a sprint triathlon. So it was a uh, half mile swim, 18 mile bike, three. 5k run so it wasn't anything crazy but that was two days before the marathon so i was already a little bit sore going into uh the marathon and then i actually got a little bit run down and and wasn't feeling very good like i got like a little bit sick from the from the triathlon so i went into the marathon day feeling kind of shitty not great it also happened to be i don't know if anyone remembers but hurricane henry was going on at the time and this marathon was in downstate New York. We didn't know whether the marathon was going to happen, honestly, um, like 24 hours in advance. Like, it was a fucking hurricane happening in downstate New York. We kept calling because it was in a park to see if it was going to be on or not. And they didn't have an answer either. So wow. we were like, so we were going to make this trip. And I was like, I've been training for this marathon. Like, I'm fucking going rain or shine. Well, me and my parents, God bless them, the troopers, drove down in... You couldn't see the road, dude. It was the scare. It was fucking downpouring on the highway trying to get there. Like, it was a scary situation on the road trying to get there. We get to this park the next day. It is still Hurricane Henry. Like, it is literally coming fucking down. Buckets of water. You can't see in front of you. Um, uh, only a third of the people in the marathon who signed up for the marathon showed up to the race. And so by the time the race started, it was still pouring. So half of the race, 13 miles of that fucking race, the first 13 miles I ran in absolutely pouring rain, 
buckets of water, like shoes absolutely drenched, Damn. a million pounds. Did that inspire you more? I feel like it would have fired it, me up. It kind of, it was kind of one of those things that, like I just said, like I decided beforehand that I would crawl to the end of that finish line. I was right. so determined. Nothing was gonna stop you. Yeah. Nothing was gonna stop me. So I uh, ran the first half of it. It, I, in pouring fucking rain, terrible conditions. I couldn't have my headphones on because they, um, like, so no music, no nothing to listen to. For, that was for the entire marathon. That was the, was that, uh, we were, the rain? We were allowed to, actually, which I thought we weren't going to be allowed to because certain races don't allow you to. Really? This one ended up allowing you to, but because it was pouring rain, I couldn't use my phone, like the screen. You couldn't get... Like nothing picked up. So you up. had nothing. Yeah, so I had nothing. You had blank. Nothing. No, wow. nothing less than two. Twenty-six point two miles, okay. and then, so it's pouring rain for the first thirteen miles. By mile eleven, I looked down. My left nipple. There was blood all over my shirt because my left nipple was chafing so much because of the rain that my shirt stuck to me and I never had issues chafing before. And uh, I even put on, um, no, I put Vaseline on my, my feet that I didn't put it on my nips. And uh, mile 11, the first nipple's gone. It looked, and I had a white Nike dry fit on. It looked like a murder scene. So it was scene. just rubbing up and down? It was just rubbing up and down in the pouring rain. Wow. It looked like a murder scene. Half of my white shirt was drenched in blood. That was mile 11. Still, it was still raining. And then actually mile 20, I looked down and Boom, again, the right one. The right one. The right oh. one went to my shirt literally, I'm telling you, looked like I just came off like a killing spree. Like a Michael Myers, like blood everywhere. Is, is that, that do you know is that common? Like does that happen? Yeah, no, it is super common, but like most people put Vaseline or tape their nipples. But I never had an issue. No I never had an issue before I, and I, I had run run, I didn't even know that was a thing. Exactly. And the thing is I had ran twenty miles before and a big thing about running like to prepare for the marathon is you're supposed to wear the same clothes that, that you're running the marathons because you're supposed to do everything the same and so I wore that shirt and I ran 20 miles and no problems at all with chafing but because it was fucking raining for the downpouring raining for the first half marathon half of the marathon half marathon it was wow. just brutal so I was feeling a little bit run down and sick from the triathlon a couple days before I woke up that morning, my pack with my like carb load drink uh, was molded. I, it was down, so torrential down. Did you, were you able to get any intra carbs? Uh, so I had gummies. So okay. I had gummies. I had my uh, gummies. I saw my gummies Don't in the Don't how many grams, you know, um, of like carb. I want to say 20. Two, I think okay. that, but my okay. goal, this was my goal. In each, in each square was 22, 22 or 25, but my goal was to hit, and what I had researched was that 50 grams that's, of carbs. That's what we learned in school. 50 grams go. of carbs per hour was yeah. the, uh, that was the, what I was going towards. And when I was doing this, I know I'm like forgetting shit because I hadn't done it in a while, but like I had... I wasn't just randomly popping two salt pills and just randomly eating the energy chews. There was, yeah, there was, yeah, it, was, there, was, it was calculated. I just, yeah. like, haven't done it in a while. So I would have just been eating the chews for the fun of it. Yeah, they, they do taste pretty good. But yeah. it, um, dude, it was an absolute, 
it was a shit show, dumpster fire. By mile 20, my hips, it was like I was dragging my, it was like I was holding my hip and, just and bringing it, it along with me for the ride at this point in time. <laughs> what's, the, what's the mindset? Just get through, like one foot in front of the other, oh. like smile? Oh, dude, it was 100%, man. Like, it was, I told myself, that I was gonna do this. I had said before, if I have to crawl to the end of it, I'm going to do it. And what I've, what I've pretty much adopted and like kind of like pride myself on a little bit is, if I say I'm gonna do something, right. I'm gonna fucking do it. Right. Because what happens is, if I don't follow through on what I tell myself and say I'm gonna do, like if I don't follow through on my word then I feel like I can't trust myself in the future. Right. Or how do I know if when I say something, I actually mean it, or this is just going to be like bullshit. Because right. if you bullshit yourself once or twice, how do you really know the next time, like, I'm going to do this? Like, right. do you actually know if you're going to fall through? Right. Well, if you do fall through every single time, you can trust yourself that you're gonna of, get it. Yeah, being a man of your word to yourself. Exactly. Yeah. So I knew, so it, this is, dude, like, you have to go through so many, so many different places in your mind. Um, so many different, there's so many waves when you're going, it's a roller coaster. When you run that many miles, it is an absolute roller coaster of some miles feel like a, like a breeze and right. you're cruising. And other ones, it is just like the longest mile, the longest five minutes, like in the whole world. Dragging along. And so you yeah. just have to, I have just, I had so much, I gained so much respect for endurance athletes. Like, I mean, like Ironman type stuff, like ultra marathons. Like you have to be so mentally tough to be able to just like, Find your like find your why like when you're when you're in the middle of it grueling fucking pain like in your hip body part and you're just like when that question's like why am I here why am I doing this like having those answers dude like is so important being able to like visualize even like using like visualization is like uh, um, David Goggins calls it like his cookie jar like being able to like think about past achievements and like past times that you overcame obstacles right. and like using that as fuel. Like you have to just go to so many different places. Maybe someone told you like, you can't do this, you can do this. Like just finding some type of fuel and motivation when you need it. Like right. turning on like your sympathetic nervous system and like finding like that will and that drive. Um, it, it's it's truly amazing and and what i've like and i i plan on doing more marathons in the future i know it sounds like funny because it sounded like such a brutal first experience but i'm glad it was so brutal because especially Dude, the, the next one you're in boston park and it's sunny it's especially it's yeah exactly it's, especially the first one can't get much itself. worse yeah exactly a hundred i'm a hundred percent and um but dude it, what i'm not bringing up either is the training man like some of these training days when you're feeling good and you're in the zone and you're in like you just find flow on these runs and, and a runner's high is so real it's not every time 
obviously it's not every single time and some days you have to find the grit and the will and the drive to just keep on your training program or just get out there because you told yourself you're gonna but sometimes you're just in flow and your mind just goes like the coolest places i've i've had some of my clearest thoughts some of my mm. most creative ideas have sparked up from running i really um, do think that exercise in general yeah it can bring that about us oh a million percent i feel like early in the morning intense workouts that's when i yeah. feel like i am most clear i'm most creative yeah so yeah. many amazing ideas come at 4 a.m yeah absolutely and uh, it's definitely not like more so than ever for me when i when i go on these these long distance things and it's actually funny i was thinking about this recently i um i actually had one of i'm um, during one of the runners highs i was running on um i was running on the trail the albany uh Rail, the rail trail. trail yeah that's a beautiful place especially it's upstate new york albany rail trail i the, I, the part i start on is in uh voorsville um and just in the fall the leaves and everything like it's picturesque genuinely like it's so amazing but i remember having this like vision when i was running one time of like how cool would it be because I, I i love traveling i'm super like i really just want to travel like the world and I just had this vision of like people would struggle about like deciding what place to go places to go and I thought what a cool thing would it be to look up marathons or races in different countries and like Ooh. and go specific like deliberately to them like go to Brazil to, and run a marathon to do the race but then you hang then you stay for like a month to whatever it is <laughs> afterwards, well, that, maybe that, like a weekend for me. Well, that's what other, yeah. that's what other people would do. But I'd be, I would hang around for a while. Um, but uh, that was it's always like a month or two. Like, <laughs> in Brazil, Italy, wherever bro, this, Spain. Dude, this is uh, Spain would be pretty cool. Bro, this is Russia my, uh, in the cold. I definitely Russia's huge, bro. So I don't. Yeah. Know, I would be that willing to go anywhere. But I always thought that was such a cool thing. Are you doing a month that, in China? Bro, it depends on the Maybe. spot, man. I don't know. I, I, gotta run, do I wonder if he's going runs on like the Great Wall. That'd be pretty badass. <laughs> if I did a marathon on the Great Wall in China, what about you? That'd be pretty oh, sick. Um, but yeah, no, it's just like, that's just an example of just like something I've envisioned on like these long runs that have just been like super powerful and clear and, and just so cool. Um, and that's uh, And that's just something that has always been that gets me excited at least is is when i can just be super present and in the moment and just have these uh incredible incredible moments in, in time that like you're totally in solitude like you're with yourself you're overcoming obstacles and challenges there's no one to count on but yourself and you're just totally secluded uh and isolated from like all the rest of the bullshit of the Absolutely. World. all the rest of the bullshit um such a great outlet yeah dude it's an amazing outlet and one even more thing like goggins and um goggins and uh, joe rogan talked about on the podcast is after you do like a super long cardio session like you're very like calm and cool like you don't have the energy to get like riled up so like goggins like what his like example is like like if his wife goes like dude like let's go shopping or something and like you wouldn't typically or he wouldn't typically want to shop with his wife like he'd be like yeah like sure like fuck it like and it'll just <laughs> like go days, just yeah. yeah exactly just kind of like go just like sit like sit on the side like because you're just you're just not getting too worked up about anything because you're so you just exuded so much energy and like mental energy physical energy and you're just like 
as my dad would say, like, cool as a cucumber, man. Like, you're yeah. just like, it's, just, it's awesome. It's awesome. So, but uh, yeah, dude, so running has been, uh, yeah, running has been amazing for me. And uh, yeah, I plan on, I definitely plan on doing more marathons in the uh, in the future for sure. Yeah. We're excited to see you do it. Yeah, I mean, dude. I can't. I can't say that I'll be joining <laughs> you. I, I, I prefer my long distance walks. Sure. Um, hey, dude, that's no but yeah, no. So, I mean, anything else you'd like to add? Um, let's see. I'm trying to think of. Uh, I don't want to waste people's time, but uh, no. I've signed up for. I think I'm going to do Brooklyn Half, and um, I think it's uh, like near Memorial Day weekend. With some friends, reached out about it, so I may do that. Um, but other than that, no, I can't. Uh, I can't think of anything else. Well, man. we'll have plenty of podcasts before that. <laughs> we'll keep us updated, and yeah. uh, well, now you know who the expert is on marathon running. You can't get much worse than Brandon's experience. Oh so yeah. If, if you have any questions, if you're interested in running a marathon, feel free to hit them up on Instagram. Yeah, absolutely. Um, reach out, and. Uh, yeah, it was amazing to hear your story. I'm really happy that we did this because even I, I was I watched Brandon prepare for this journey, um, for this race, and I'm, and even after him, and I feel like now I, I got a much better insight. I could actually visualize everything that was taking place mm-hmm. while you're preparing and while you were doing it, um, and it wasn't easy by any means, but it mm-hmm. definitely has helped you grow mentally, oh, physically. Yeah. So, absolutely. Um, thank you so much for sharing the story with us and. Uh, <laughs> That's going to do it for episode 13. Let's go. And we, do we have any guests next week? Or? Uh, not next week. We have some uh, some down the line, though, some exciting guests. So it's going to be stay tuned. No guests next week. It's just me and Brandon. We're going to think of something crazy to talk about. <laughs> As always, uh, be well, everybody, and we will see you next time on the Higher Purpose Podcast. Uh, peace out, gang. Peace.